Alfred Lozardo, and you're listening to the best, like B is in boy, best, capital B, best, atomic podcast in the Midwest. I didn't stutter. That's right. The best podcast in the Midwest. Intellectual stimulation by way of mobile devices. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. And here is your host of the show, Efren Guzman. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Podcast. Coming to you live from Twin Lakes, Wisconsin. My guest today, he's an actor. He's the man. He's a Brooklyn-born native guy. He's my friend. Ladies and gentlemen, volume two. Robert Lasado, Robert, how you doing, brother? Welcome back. Oh, thank you. I appreciate you having me on the show again. Respect, respect, man. Love and respect. Love and respect, man. Yo, so the last time we talked to you, um, tell the people what you've been up to, man. You've been doing a lot of things. Yeah, I've been, uh, I, you know, worked on uh, at least four to five uh, independent film projects over the course of this year. Uh, traveled to places like Florida, Connecticut. Uh, been in California, Los Angeles, at least four times working on film projects there so yeah it's been it's been a fortuitous and definitely uh, uh challenging uh year creatively for me which is great i love i love that so and also what's going on with the um, on the comic the keeper yeah that's a good question i haven't communicated with richard regarding that i think that he has a, a different plan in terms of distribution with that comic book, so we'll hear from him soon. In the meantime, I'm, I'm, I'm producing something called Gabriel's Trial. Uh, also, I, 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 I guess it's, you could say it's a graphic novel. Um, it's a, a short story, a love story, with original artwork by Jake Mephesta and published by Eric Werner of Dark Moon Press. Um, it's a book I wrote, or it's a short story I wrote that's been adapted, and there'll be some... I think, I think it should be, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to the release of that. It should be coming out, I think, maybe by January. Okay. Um, you know, you've been in a lot of things, man. Like, you know, I think I talked to you from the first time when you was on the show. We talked about, you know, from Brooklyn, from where you was at before to where you're at now. And, you know, you're, and you're an actor who's always constantly, constantly, constantly working. You're in everything. Like, people seeing you, like, oh, I seen him in that Steven Seagal movie. Or, no, 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 I seen him in, um, um, in this movie, Human Centipede. Or, I seen him in this. Like, you know, people see your face and they'll place you in different roles. Um, um, is there, is there like a, I don't know, like, you know, to me, like, you have so many roles, you know, why are you not leading a show? Like, is it, have you ever got any offers to lead a series or anything like that? No. What? Um, wow. No, I haven't. I, uh, I think the game right now is to stay visible in film. And I think the reason, the reason why is, at least, you know, from my experience, because you know, I can only speak for myself, is that I find the film experiences to be much more dynamic Mm-hmm. Um, and the people that write those stories and, you know, the people and women that direct these films, I think, are much more, uh, I don't know, they tend to be a little more open-minded as far as character development, so they allow me, uh, a, I think, a, a much larger range, mm-hmm. you know, and so it's fun to be allowed to do, to have some dexterity, to be able to, you know, create a character that's a little bit different than some of the stuff, you know, we're used to seeing me do. I don't think I've been allowed you know, certain uh, elements of character within, this, you know, within some of the stories I've been involved in. So it's nice to, 
you know, be, be allowed some intelligence or, you know, character, have characters written for me that have some insights, some vulnerability, okay. that are likable, you know, maybe have, you know, they wear a, a badge, you know, they have, you know, some kind of responsibility that you'll normally see, rather than this kind of destructive force that always shows up to tear things down. I find now this is kind of, you know, this the genesis of, of, of movies and stories that allow me to, to prosper, so to speak, and the characters and, you know, the, the characters I play on, you know, don't don't meet with their demise. They, they they continue on, you know, which I, I like. It's inspiring. I think if you don't if you don't grow as an artist that way, if you don't if you're not challenged, you know, you face extinction. Oh wow! I'm saying, you know, like, do you feel now? Like, do you feel that you're? Are you still? Do you feel like you're still getting typecast? You think in certain roles, or you think now at you know at 2000, you know, the year we're on 2016, that you um, have diversified roles now? You think or? Yes, I think there's definitely evidence of diversity now, and definitely a, a, a tangible, you know, um, uh, I think, yeah, just tangible, um, you know, experiences that I can look at now and go, wow, I, I never imagined, you know, years, you know, 15 years into the future that, or 20 years into the future that I'd be doing something like this. You know, I just worked on a film um, called Henry, an independent film that was shot in Florida, and, uh, got to play a sheriff, you know, wow. and, uh, yeah, and that was nice, and, and, uh, guys, you know, kind of came up, the character that I play, you know, he's from the south, you know, like he's the southern part of the state, speaks with an accent, and, um, he, uh, you know, he didn't know he'd start out as necessarily the, a good guy, you know, he's kind of a troubled man, but he turned his life around, became a police, you know, started working for the state police, and became a sheriff, and then, uh, you know, has a wife, and, you know, dealing with, you know, everyday, you know, the challenges that human beings face, you know, and so in that sense, the director, Octavian, created a, a very real a character that had some virtue, you know, and intelligence and, and, and feelings, and, uh, you know, has a wife and has cancer, he's dealing with that, he's had, has an estranged father, he hasn't spoken in over 20 years, played ironically by Burt Reynolds, you know, as my father, you know, yeah. and I'm really so thankful to be able to work on projects with legendary actors who I have tremendous respect for, and if anybody would told me that I'd be in a movie where, you know, Brett Reynolds plays my father, and, uh, you know, I have this, 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 you know, this kind of uh, challenging situation to face where I have to, you know, um, reconcile that relationship and apologize more or less or figure out a way to heal that, I never would have believed that was even possible for me, you know, people that I, I've admired and still admire and will always admire that I think make up the, the, the history of film. And Burt Reynolds is one of them. So I just, I don't know, man. I, for me, this is probably the best time creatively and professionally to be involved in independent films because there's so much being done. And, you know, in regards to television, there's been opportunities this year where I've participated in some, you know, some series that may or may go where, you know, there's there's humor, there's, you know, some, some, some of these uh, sitcoms that I've been, you know, asked to do that, you know, uh, I've had some fun with as well. So I'm definitely seeing a shift as far as character development. So, you know, comedies, likable characters, you know, God who has a family, uh, you know, a place in a position of authority, doesn't abuse his authority. And if he does, you know, there's reconciliation, there's there's this remorse, you know, there's not this, like, always this manifestation of evil. Mm-hmm. How was it like working with um, Eric Roberts? You know, he's been in a lot of films, and you know, he'll always be the guy to me from Best of the Best. And you know, see him in the Expendables was really cool in Batman. How was how how was he like working with? I have a lot of respect for Eric. I've always been—I you know, was a fan of his many years ago when I was a kid. And it's another experience for me. Another, I guess, um, 
uh, kind of situation that came about where I found myself, you know, working opposite someone that I have admired for many years, and I, you know, my wildest dreams, I didn't think I'd be able to you know, be allowed, you know, to work opposite of someone like him. So, yeah, I have a tremendous respect for Eric. He has a lot of endurance. He's, you know, held up over the years, and he just continues to show up and, uh, you know, uh, work his, you know, work his, his thing, man, do his thing, you know. So uh, there's something to be said about actors who, you know, stand the test of time and, and are willing to, you know, make themselves available, you know, for whatever project that they feel is important to them, you know, for whatever reason. So, yeah, I, I admire Eric. Oh, you know, you're, like, we were talking about your resume. Your resume has been up there, and, you know, your look pretty much, we were just talking this off the air, your look hasn't pretty much changed. Like, you pretty much have, like, the same look. You know, you're tatted up, you got the goatee, and, um, you know, you pretty much maintain that same look. Um, If there are certain roles require you, like, to take off, like, your beard now or to cover up your tats, would you do that now? Or, or you feel like you're at that point of your life where if you get roles, you know, if they, if they want a role for you, um, you're still going to stay the same way, you know, right? Would you like right. turn down roles if they tell you, look, we want you for this role, but you got to shave your beard, you got to cover up your tattoos, or you're at that point in your life now. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah. you, pro you propose scenarios yeah. that I feel are a bit dated. Okay. What I mean is that what you're describing sounds like you got into a time machine, went back about 15 years. <laughs> yeah. um, what I'm experiencing now is less concern about what I look like. Ah. And an appreciation of my ability, mm. and finally being allowed through the content of my character and the ability of, of my work to showcase who, you know, what I can do rather than what it looks like. So I'm finding directors not so much concerned about facial hair, tattoos. For, like I said, this this movie I did uh, in Florida, uh, I was found myself, you know, wearing a. Uh, a uniform. You know, yeah. It was almost akin to what I wore when I was in the military. I was, you know, I was a police officer in, in the Navy and uh, handling attack dogs. So it was, for me, it was kind of like, uh, it was bizarre, you know. So, you know, like, I kind of deja vu. I was put on the, the slacks and the shoes and this very official type, you know, uniform with the badge and everything, the gun belt, all that stuff, you know, and the hat, you know, this big, you know, big brim hat, you know, with the, with the Um, describe a typical day of training for you. Like, what's the most important? What's the most? What's the most important in um, in your workouts? Like, um, cardio, weights. Like, what's coffee? <laughs> <laughs> a good cup of coffee to start the day. <laughs> what, what? Um, don't tell me. Um, is it cafe bustelo or pilong or what? Uh, I think it's just 
Seattle's best. Seattle's best? Okay. <laughs> Seattle's best. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, and after that, you know, once, you know, I, I wipe the dust off and yeah. I start moving around, man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I like to stretch. I think stretching is key. Yeah. Definitely have to stretch. I've, all my life, I've, I, you know, I, I've, you know, definitely paid attention to that because of some of the people I came up with uh, were martial artists, you know, and so I was always around people that, um, made it a point to share with me their knowledge and help me along and, and some of the giving me some of the basic fundamentals you know about training you know stretching calisthenics pull-ups push-ups all those things so I, I always had to get my repertoire you know that stuff and I think you know, over the years I just expanded on that and you know I think lately I've been trying to uh, implement you know weight training uh, to you know strength keep the mu- muscles you know, uh, muscles uh, active and uh, and, and, and functioning because you know you get older if you don't stay on that man, you know you lose it so I think it's, you don't even have to get old you can be young and if you don't work every day to strengthen your core do cardio whether it's you know anaerobic exercise you know doing squats in one place up and down or riding a bicycle to get your heart rate up there's any number of ways that I can get my heart rate up and shadow boxing etc just to, to keep get, keep your wind strong so you have endurance because I think endurance is key in life just in general across the board you know and then you, you combine that with you know stretching pull-ups and you know, pull your own body weight up dips you know uh push-ups leg raises and then you know, if you want to add some you know light weights into the equation you know that's good too build some mass bulk up the muscles a bit you know so yeah i don't think it hurts to to, to stay steady with that as long as you don't you know it's not my religion i haven't made it my faith you know i try to be you know, to approach it in a healthy way. When I was younger, I, you know, I was, I think I was obsessed with how I looked. You know, and then as you get older, it's just more about good health yeah. and, and maintaining balance. And, you know, and so the physique kind of just takes care of itself. If you eat right, you know, yeah. exercise and get rest and don't abuse yourself, you should be, be okay. Yeah. I was going to ask you also, as you're talking about looks, how important is the, the work as opposed to the looks? Like, how important is the acting as opposed to the looks? Because, you know, you have your same look, but you know, but also you have great work. Like, is it the does it mirror each other? Like, if you know, you have to look a certain way. Like, if you looked, I don't know. Let's say if you you know didn't have the you know your beard and you didn't have you know the look that you have now, you think it would hinder you, basically, or no? Um, I don't. You know, I, I, I guess I, I said earlier, I don't. I don't find myself concerned with yeah so much of that stuff. I mean, I, I, if, if there's an issue, like, like an example, like I did, a, I worked on a film this year called House Rules. Okay. It's about a, a young man who's an MMA, a former MMA, MMA fighter and he's down on his luck and, uh, you know, he's approached by this recruiter, this, this guy, he's trying to get guys to fight in something called the Blood Circus. And it's just a brutal, you know, kind of form of fighting that basically men, you know, beat each other up. Actually, they, they fight to the death but he doesn't know that. And it's just pretty, pretty intense kind of, you know, action drama movie. I was just really excited to be involved in something like this because there's, you know, uh, a, a situation or it's, uh, a, a, you know, a, a, you know, a circumstance for, like, just, you know, where there was, like, some character development that was allowed, you know. And uh, I just had a good time. And, and I, I think the only issue with, with the, you know, the only concern maybe the, the producers had about my appearance with that, because I, I wasn't fighting. I was, I was the guy who gets the young men to fight. You know, I'm the guy who recruits potential, uh. you know, heavies and guys yeah. are, you know, dangerous or foreboding or whatever that have had a history of, of violence or, you know, in bars or, or 
former fighters who now don't really know how to adapt to everyday life, and they're getting into all kinds of brawls, and there I appear, you know, this character Deke appears, and hey, man, I, I got a deal for you. Aren't you the former, you know, the next thing you know? You know, but so it was more like this kind of this kind of cunning, you know, chess playing, conniving, you know, thinking gangster as opposed to someone who pulls out guns. And I don't think physically there wasn't too much concern about you know what I looked like. I think if anything that because sometimes I, I grow my facial hair very long, and, and you know, and so some people some people it's akin to like biker you know, biker uh, mythology, like, you know, look like a biker or something. So they were like, Robert, you think you maybe could trim your beard a little bit? But I think that was their only concern with it. It might have been too long. Yeah. They could suggest something that didn't fit in that world. You know, they wanted a little more tapered. They wanted me to wear a suit, you know, or if I was wearing street clothes, they wanted the character to look very neat and tidy to some extent. Okay. And the way I was looking, maybe a little bit more of an outlaw. So yeah. I think there was just, it's just about making these little adjustments here and there, but nothing major, you know, like I don't feel that that directors and people that cast the kind of stuff I'm doing lately are too concerned about what I look like. I feel, if anything, the look that you've described works in my favor. If anything, they can dress it up, you know, meaning mm -hmm. that, like, they can change my, my attire. And sometimes, you know, you know how it is, you know, if I'm, when you put a, a suit on or you put a, a certain kind of clothing on, you wear a fireman's uniform, it just changes the way you feel, right? Yeah. And, 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 and people viewing you do that go, wow, you're like, they have you know, appearance in our culture, in our world, is very a big part of the equation, isn't it? Right? So you see someone dressed a certain way, and it's, it's almost as if the, the, the clothing, the costume, kind of leads your disposition. It affects the way you feel about yourself, even though it's just something superficial, but yet it can affect that. So I find that if there's any manipulation going on, or you know, this, this, this need to explore Robert and different characters, they just dress me. Differently, they dress me, you know, in 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 in, 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 in certain ways that they feel will communicate a different type of disposition. Then it's up to me, you know, to do to meet that. You know, like you talk about appearance versus the craft and you know content, all that. So I just kind of find out what they're looking for in terms of disposition, and they'll 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 handle the rest of it. They'll dress me up in a way that they'll they feel appropriate. And sometimes you know they'll ask for my input, and I'll say, hey, what about this? And sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. But I, I just feel that that the costume because you know, we we come you know I don't, I'm kind of like going on and on about this but I can't stress enough how we're affected in our everyday life by other people and the way they appear to us mm -hmm. you know how they carry themselves what they're carrying with them are they carrying a briefcase are they carrying a knapsack what kind of car are they driving are they riding a bicycle are they wearing a hat is their hair long is their hair short how tall are they <laughs> all these physica the physicality does, definitely does play into it I don't think it necessarily defines who you are completely but that's the equation you know to some extent you know it depends on how what you're focusing in on you know I, I try not to get too caught up on uh, too caught up on, on that stuff you know, too caught up in that stuff because I just don't feel I feel like if you get too caught up in, on the surface you you know you, you, you lose your foundation you lose a sense of being that you, you can't necessarily you know buy in a store yeah right. um I'll actually also um The Walking Dead is a popular popular show on AMC and there's a lot of actors coming go on it have you ever tried to get a role on it or audition for a role on it no, I've never been asked to be to to uh, to uh, to test for that show. Wow, I think I, I think you would fit in so perfectly, especially with the storylines they have going now. You know, I think you would fit absolutely perfectly. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. No, no problem. Um, I was gonna ask you also. Um, you know, people like you know, we talked about it before. You know, you worked on General Hospital. Um, your work in films. You know, and your film. You know, your resume is right up there. Um. 
Is there any particular role as of right now you haven't played that you would like to play? Oh, uh, maybe a fireman. A fireman? Oh, okay. Fireman would be great. Oh, interesting. Firemen, I've had a lot of respect for firemen. Yeah, they risk their lives. They go into burning buildings to save people. Yeah. Oh, you know, they're, 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 you know, they work at the county be through the roof, no pun intended, but I mean, yeah. they, you know, they can't slouch. I mean, they can, but I mean, I think lethal. I mean, they, their training, from what I understand, is pretty intense, you know, and so, I mean, even if they're not big guys, they have to prove themselves, you know, they not only have the courage to meet the task, but physically they can pull it off, carrying those hoses up the stairs, being ready, thinking ahead, um, you know, damage control, because any, any miscalculation means, you know, the death not only themselves, but the people they're trying to help, and, and, and the men they're working with. So in that sense, it reminds me of the military, you know, you work together yeah. as a team, you know, I like that. What's been your favorite role so far you have played? Um, if you could remember, because you have a you have a whole laundry list of um, roles you've been in. But is there a particular favorite role that you've been in that you always reminisce about? Um, no, I think it, I think it, I, I kind of stay in the present a bit. You know, I mean, I just feel like some of that stuff back in the day. I mean, I, I can appreciate it that people were affected by it, but I find it to be very exploitive. You know, mm-hmm. and um. I, you know, and I don't, I don't always know how useful that is to me as an artist. I mean, I appreciate that it happened and gave me the visibility that it helps move me forward now and with what I'm doing. But if I reminisce, it's over the stuff I've done recently because it's, it's just it's really positive, you know. And like I said, there's been opportunities now for character development where that wasn't so present before. There may have been one or two TV shows that have become iconic that people know me for. Yeah. But a lot of the other stuff was just kind of, you know, I mean, I didn't, let my, I didn't let the limitations that the writers place on me mm. affect my approach to the work. But you know, it, it, it was it was it was kind of uh, I guess it was a bit disconcerting and at times. Um, yeah, it, it, could, it, could, it was discouraging to constantly see that people wouldn't take the time to look a little bit deeper and and, and maybe explore other aspects of my ability in the work, you know? And so I don't miss that at all. Um, and, and, you know, I still enjoy, you know, certain, uh, you know, certain types of storytelling and kind of explosive and, you know, some of these days people are very fascinated with death and destruction. Um, so I guess there's something to, be, something to be said about that, but me as a human being, I don't know how I feel about continuing, continuing to conjure up that I don't know what kind of contribution I'm making as a human being, as an artist, if I show up, you know, uh, with that. So I think it's important to find balance in the work, and I think I'm finding that now. Um, So I I feel very, I guess to some extent I'm attached to the relationships I've developed in the recent past, you know, with the crew from House Rules, the the director that I became friendly with on Henry, the movie I was telling you about, where Burt Reynolds plays my father. Um, This stuff is much more personal to me because I'm working now with a caliber of people that um, I've admired my whole life and and, and, and allowing me to portray men that have integrity. Yeah. And that's beautiful. So I, I wouldn't say it for anything. I mean, if someone says, hey, Robert, we want you to show up here on the show where everybody's, you know, being hacked to death or eaten or whatever it is, or something's blowing up or, you're, you know, there's these space creatures or there's these comic book characters, you know, I, I wouldn't say no to it. But I haven't seen any evidence in my career on television that there's uh, been an opportunity to grow as an artist. I just see, um, you know, 
you, you, you sound like you get, get asked to appear on a show like Nick Talk all the time. And even with that, it, I hit a wall ultimately with that because, you know, the writers decided to eventually destroy that character. Yeah. So, you know, where do you go from there? You know, yeah, ideally you, you want to go, like you said, you want to go to a series, I guess. But if you see that the people in, in that realm perceive you a certain way based on all the things that you seem to be, you know, focusing on, which is the appearance of stuff, then you can't, you can't, like, you can't get too attached. I mean, you can't, you got to be careful with, with, with uh, how you perceive that. Because if you let their idea define you, you're done, man. Yeah. You can't let them define you and limit you. That just, if anything, it represents their own fear, their own insecurities, their own lack of, of insight. It has nothing to do with you as an artist and everything to do with them being trivial and marginalized in your life experience because they don't understand what, you, what world you come from. So they, they, they gimmick it or they, they lock it. They can sign to, you know, they can sign to some place that's and, and, and perceived as kind of you know, the social pariah doesn't fit in with everything else. But when you look at what they're creating and, and how volatile it is a lot of the time, and, and, and morality seems to be kind of put on the shelf at the moment, I also wonder about the people judging me, you know, if they look yeah. in the mirror and, and, and ask themselves, like, really honest questions about who they are, you know, when they're too busy assessing me and the ink and where I come from and what I look like, you know. Let's take a close look at these people wearing suits and ties parading around in politics that everybody's so worried about. Do they look like gangsters? But some of them are like the most lethal gangsters in the world because of the kind of power they have yeah. and the abuse of that power. So I think we got to be careful with, you know, how, how, you know we have to be careful with how we judge things based on what they look like or what their orientation is, whether it's their sexuality, people's sexuality, their religious faith, etc. You know, you get in trouble with these categories. Yeah. 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 And and we're still doing it, though. And Hollywood's still doing it. Still putting everybody in. You know, they're clever about it, but they're still, you know, stereotyping everybody. People say, well, be careful, you're going to get typecast. Yet most of casting is typecasting. That's what people don't realize. Whether it's you know, this, the woman that looks like this because of her hair, her eye color, the, the guy who looks like that, all of that is typecasting. The girl next door, you know, the, the hero, that's a form of typecasting. You know, it's just, it may be more socially acceptable to be the hero, you know, and the girl next door, but it's still typecasting that. No, you have so, to... So, yeah. so the, the, I guess the question is, how much of our reality do we base on physical appearance versus the content of someone's character and who they really are as a spirit? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's what you got to be careful with entertainment. Yeah. You know, and you people like, love entertainment, and they wonder why they're still subjugated in their lives because they're giving power to the machine and mechanism that puts them in categories, man. Yeah. You, you got to be careful with this stuff. Yeah, that's deep, man. You just you just took me there. I was like, wow, that's deep. I'm saying so it's certainly true about that because you know, one person's perception of what you know typecasting is another person's perception of what is you know as you know like you said guys with suits you know and you know we could mention names like Donald Trump and people like that. People have these perceptions of you know what you know like you said a gangster in a suit. You know those are like the worst ones to watch out for. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was gonna ask you too. Um, I know you know you did Henry's Rule. You also work with Kevin Nash, wrestlers Kevin Nash. You worked with Chuck Zito. Um, how how cool are they? And Tom Sizemore. How oh, cool man. are they? I, I, that was, was, I love Chuck and Kevin. They're both. Really, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not gonna tell you straight up. I don't know either one of them personally. I know them. Oh, I, I met Kevin recently on House Rules. Yeah. And uh, that was like I said, that was a really positive experience. Um, Kevin. You know, he's about 10 feet tall. I'm glad he's a nice guy. 
<laughs> coming down to shake my hand. His hand was about the size of my head, man. So I'm grateful that he was so, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, just hospitable and a gentleman and then very polite. Um, and Chuck, you know, I mean, I have a lot of respect for Chuck. I've run to Chuck on and off over the years. And uh, I've seen, you know, I know he's, he's been continuing, continuing to, uh, to uh, be aggressive and competing for various Know, various shows, and I keep seeing him appear in things. And you know, I know he's on Sons of Anarchy. I know that he's been a lot of like iconic shows, and I'm really proud of him. And I, I know that he, he, I see him as he as he gets older. You know, um, you know, from what I can tell, him just taking, take, you know, just trying to take the work to another level. I know that he's just hungry to be to grow. And uh, you know, he, he had, he's had such a you know interesting life, and I think now he's, from what I can see, he's, he's gotten very focused. On, uh, on, the, on, on being in creative situations where he can showcase you know, his, himself, his ability, and, and, and get involved with people that will, you know, will let him you know, um, you know, do that. So, yeah, I, I, it's just kind of great to be around some, like, some what I would call heavyweights, man. Like Chuck's a heavyweight, you know, Kevin's, these guys are all heavyweight champions <laughs> in their own right. So to be able to stand next to them and, and get respect from them, and be given respect from them and, and work on the same project, I, I think that's fantastic, man. It makes me feel good. Yeah. Well, I know I know you've done the conventions, like the comic cons and all that. Um, how is meeting your fans like, and how much love do you get? You know, people who love your work. Like, how much? You know. Um, I get a, a tremendous satisfaction yeah. from talking with people like yourself and who share their life story with me. Um, how they've been affected by film. Uh, television and we talk have creative conversations we talk about life we talk about all sorts of things and I learn a lot from interacting with people um, and I also I'm, I'm grateful that they show up to greet me and, and appreciate that I'm still you know, working very hard to do justice to the craft and, 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 and maintain integrity and in, you know in a, in, a, in a business that has very little of that so I'm, I'm glad that people still uh, appreciate what I do and, uh, have a great time Oh. Interacting. Oh, what 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 character they know you more as? Like when they meet you, they say, "Oh, I remember you from Nip Tuck or General Hospital." Is there a particular role that you always get? You know, stay on on labeled from what what they remember you from. Um, I think it's kind of like what you described earlier that people respond to so many different things because I've shown up in you know comedies, I've shown up in horror films. I've showed up in action films. I've showed up in cult films. I've showed up in dramas. I've showed up in art films. I've showed up in so many different types of movies. So when I travel around the world, I go you know, international, you know, internationally, the conventions there. Uh, I have you know, people respond to different, 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 you know, different movies. You know, there are certain movies that people that aren't aware of here. Uh, maybe in Germany or France or Switzerland, they'll be like, oh, I love this film. I'm like, oh, you saw that? Oh, yeah, we love this here. So it all depends on where you go. Right? Oh, okay. Um, so it's that it, you can't, I mean, I don't use it. I've been fortunate enough uh, to travel a lot, you know, I mean, around the world, you know, and so with respect to the United States, I mean, I respect the United States as much as I can these days. I served the country for four years, but, you know, things have no doubt changed. But it's, it's nice to travel around the world and have a different frame of reference other than the USA. And then you start to realize it's a big world out there. As much as people think it's small, it's big because you know it's not just you know because you, you, 
it encompasses so many different life experiences. You know, if you want to lock it up in a box in a, in a, in a, in a telephone television, then that's that. But I don't, I don't, I don't see it that way. I don't see people, you know, they, they, they have, you know, endless stories to tell and, you know, different, different, uh, you know, different uh, cultures and, 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 and things they draw off of. And it's nice, to, it's nice, it's good. It's, it's, I think it's important to, to communicate as much as you can if you speak the language, just to be around different different, you know, those types of different cultures so that you can have a better understanding of what affects people, you know, uh, you know, authentically, not how they're being manipulated by entertainment or technology, but, you know, things that just touch them in their heart and where there's no, you know, there's no pretense. It's just, you know, them being real with you. So I've been fortunate enough to meet people and just have, have them explain to me, even if they couldn't speak English in their first language, they still were able to get across how, why certain performances, why certain films that maybe in the United States are not celebrated, but in other countries, they were moved by it, you know, because they're not going by status quo, and they're going by, like, what what, what, what they feel, you know, what, what's real to them. They don't try to, you know, impress anybody. They're simply being honest about what they like. So, I'm, I, I don't know, man, just when I think I, I have a handle on what works or what's being celebrated, I'm showing something that I, I never knew anybody even cared about, because I thought it was, you know, because, you know, United States is always about, like, what's next. It's about status. It's about high profile. So if you're not in the top ten TV shows or movies, you know, unfortunately, it seems that there's not a lot of, it's, there can be not as much respect given for the efforts put forth by artists and entertainment. But there's, the reality is, is that after people, you know, basically get their fill of the, the top ten, whatever, they want to move into other areas of, 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 of exploration in most they go and explore stuff, and maybe some of the people you come in contact with are not easily, you know, uh, smitten or, or or wooed by popular culture. They want to find stuff that's counterculture, and they seek it out. And then, you know, I show up in that, in that equation. So what I'm finding is that whether I travel overseas or certain areas in the United States where people, uh, you know, do things a little bit differently, or they, they like their entertainment, like, you know, not manipulated as much, they want, you know, the, they want something raw and real in their face, then, you know, they'll respond to that. So I just, like, I, I, you know, it's hard for me to even know the, the, what's going to affect who. Now, the obvious would be the stuff that's putting people's faces all the time, you know, through mass media and the power of, of the screen, you know, but I always have respect for those who move beyond that to search out things they like and go, hey, man, I saw you in this, or I really respect for that filmmaker that you work with. I really love how he conveyed his story. I can relate to his vision. And you have conversations like that, man, they're so much more fulfilling because there's depth involved. You know, how much can you talk about some homogenized TV show that's basically just cops and robbers and people getting blown away and there's no real understanding of what created all that? Yeah. Um, Rob, do you see yourself, do you see an end game for yourself? Like, how long do you continue, how long do you see yourself working? Um... Well, with respect to my on-screen father, Bird Reynolds, who I love tremendously, um, I hope that, uh, like Bert, I, you know, and, and, you know, I can still claim that, you know, way past, you know, way past, because I'm like in my 50 now, right? so I'm in my 50s, so I'm in my, I don't know, I, I, I'd like to feel I'm just getting started. Yeah. Oh, I love that, I love it, you know, I love I'm it. just getting started, dude. I mean, I, I, in certain aspects of my life, in terms of vitality, I feel that I'm just now, tapping into in terms of my energy, my energy, you know, and mm -hmm. I'm certain, you know, learning about that aspect of self. So I don't necessarily subscribe to, like, if you're this age, then you can only do this because I'm doing stuff now I couldn't do when I was in my 20s or 30s. Um, so I don't know. 
I don't have a crystal ball, but like I, I use Burr Reynolds as a as a frame of reference because he he's 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 endured for so long, and and he's and he, he's I don't know, man, he's he's an inspiration to me. So, so I guess I hope you know, hopefully I can I can be like Burr and you know, and then and be doing it you know my whole life right up right up until I say okay. Time to go, everybody. <laughs> Slip on out. You know. Um, you, you speak very highly of Burt Reynolds. Um, what's your favorite Burt Reynolds film? Oh man, that's a tough one. I watched Deliverance the other night. Yeah. I own it. It really affected me. I also uh, The Longest Yard. Yes. It was one of my favorites, the original uh, with, with Burt Reynolds. I love that film. But also, there was some movie, movie he did, I think, uh, called The Man, the, the Man Who Loved Women. most unforgettable moment so far? Unforgettable moment. Um, oh man, this, this, uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. Uh, unforgettable moment. Um, I, I, I think meeting Richard Pryor. Yeah. Meeting Richard uh, and, 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 and sitting across from him and him being really nice to me and saying, uh, things I needed to hear that uh, that gave me help, you know, help me help me recognize uh, my place in the world, and gave me the confidence I needed to to pursue uh, my dreams. Yeah. Um, is there anyone in particular, any actor, actress now, would you like to work with in the future that you haven't worked with yet? Um. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, there's so many. It's uh, a tough one. Um, I don't know, man. That's it's that's a tough one. Uh, well, like hmm. De Niro, Pacino, or no, uh, not really. Um, yeah. I, I, I kind of like maybe Johnny Depp. I love. I love. To, I enjoy watching. He's such a chameleon. Yeah. Um, I'd like to do another movie uh, with Bert. Uh, I'd also I'd like to work with uh, Steven Seagal again. Yeah. Um, some of the people I work with in the past, I have great admiration for, who were there for me. So yeah, I'd like to work with Steven again. I'd like to work with Johnny Depp. I'd like to work with uh, um, Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, like, you know, I, I got a list of people, man, that I can go down that I, I admire as, as actors. I mean, tremendous. You know, um, there's so much, so many talented people. Uh, Tom, I'm a big fan of Tom Cruise. I think he's fantastic. I'd like to work with him. Yeah. He was one of the producers on Death Race. Oh, okay. um, I've always been a big fan of Tom. You know, regardless of that, I and mean, he's but he was tremendous. In what he does, what he does. So I'd like to work with Tom. Uh, okay. Um, do you um like right now? There's a, like you, you you know we mentioned it earlier. We talked about like comic films. Comic films are huge, especially the Marvel and the DC universe. Um, is there a, is there a particular superhero that you would love to play on screen, or any particular superhero that's your favorite superhero that you would like to see made as um as a film? Um, I haven't really thought, honestly. I haven't really thought about that. Um, I don't. I don't watch that stuff. Oh, okay. 
my final question to you, I think I told you this before, but I want to see if you have a different answer. What would the Robert of today tell the Robert of yesterday? Got a rocket in your pocket. <laughs> Turn off the juice, boy. Play it cool, boy. Real cool. Oh. Robert, are you a singer too, man? You want to you want to you want to do an acapella right now? You want to sing a song? No, I think I'll spare the audience the rest of that, but I think you get the, I hope you get the gist of it. That's from West Side Story. Um, you know, one of the characters is warning uh, another a young man the peril of uh, acting out in anger. Uh, you know, just you know, he's trying to suggest this, the uh, the advantage of using one's mind and playing chess as opposed to being reactive and you know getting into trouble physically. You know, just you know, just play it cool, man. Robert, you have anything, well, I'm sure you, you have a lot of film in the works, but is there anything coming out, I guess, um, in December or I guess for next year? You have stuff coming out? Yeah, there's a film called Secrets of Deception, uh, directed by Josh Weber, a uh, really talented filmmaker. Uh, that'll be coming out next year, uh, House Rules, uh, starring uh, Tom Sizemore, Chuck Zito, uh, Jamie, Jamie Nosher. Um, and a number of others that have tremendous talents. And uh, there's that uh, film called Cynthia, horror comedy, directed by Devin Downs, Kenny Gage, uh, directors of uh, Anarchy Parlor, uh, and uh, was it Sorority Nightmare, I think it was called, and, and, and another film they're working on. So there's that. There's Coleco Skies, uh, directed by uh, Valerio Esposito. That'll be out next year. Um, there's Henry, uh, starring Burt Reynolds, uh, uh, Eric Roberts, myself, uh, Eli Zen, I believe is his name, leading uh, his first film. Very talented young man, yeah. very disciplined. Look forward to seeing and, uh, what he does with that. Uh, so yeah, but uh, quite a few coming out. Wow, Robert, man, you you're you're the band of many many talents and um you know many many resumes and many films. Um, plug your social media if people want to see where you're at and if you know you're very social socially media active. Like, are you like online? I would suggest that if anybody wants to know what's really going on with me, yeah, to avoid social media because um, I think what's really accurate as far as uh, future projects and work that's you know coming. Is the IMDb, the you know the independent uh, movie database or the mm -hmm. international movie database, however you want to reference that. But yeah, the IMDb would probably fill everybody in as far as what's going on in terms of work, mm -hmm. uh, which is I think more tangible than some of the ethereal, you know, stuff that goes on in social media. With respect to it, I think it's useful, but I don't know how how much that communicates my ability as an artist. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I try. I don't. I don't usually use that as a way to. Yeah, you know, sometimes I'll post stuff. You know, like I, I think I posted a trailer for a film. I think it was Secrets of Deception. I put the movie trailer for Secrets of Deception on the fan page. Um, but aside from that, I, I, I don't. You know, I think the IMDb is probably the most current and accurate thing in, in regards to what's relevant in terms of work. Okay, so you're not really like socially active on social media like that, right? Just only. I'm socially I'm socially active in period in general. I just don't. Yeah. Have, you know, because I'm socially active, I I, I travel to the conventions, I work. Um, I, you know, I travel a lot, so I, I just it, it's always easy for me to check in to 
cyberspace one, uh, you know, it's like I study dialogue, I got to memorize lines, I got to read this, I have to read that. So you know, I'm socially active in, in my life, uh, yeah. in actual life. Uh, I just find that at times, you know, social media can be a bit laborious and I don't always feel like I can give it the attention that it deserves because so many other things need my attention and energy. So lately it's just been hard to kind of keep, in, you, know, uh, you know, to keep that, you know, in the forefront. You know, it's there, you know, it's like, it's a tool, like anything else, in my in a toolbox. But I don't want to make it the number one tool that yeah. I use. You know, and you got all these other things that uh, you know, just to me just as relevant and, and necessary. Yeah. Oh man, Robert, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, brother. And I'm, you know, a lot. Thanks for the advice on the um hair, oh, the hair dye and everything like that. This was off the air, but man, um, I'm gonna do what you just said. But thank you so much, man. Yeah, man. Of course, anytime. You are the best, and I appreciate you giving me the time, brother. Yeah, always, definitely. Yeah, you have a good night and, and, and good luck with uh, you know with the, the new place and stuff. Uh, I appreciate that, Rob. It's gonna be okay. Yeah, and I hope everybody out there was intellectually stimulated by way of mobile devices. Have a good one.